Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Pretty good. It's too too sleepy. I need more sun out here. (laughs) Give me more coffee. I'm probably, Ah. after this one, I'm probably going to have to refresh my coffee. Just Mm. word to the wise. Yeah. (laughs) I actually made a coffee. It's in the kitchen. I totally forgot to grab it. So I will be doing that on the break. Um, yeah, we're here talking Stephen King, 80s horror, classic, you know, the strange things is out and everyone's probably like, man, I want some 80s horror. So it worked out well because mm-hmm. got some 80s horror. Although I don't know if uh, Stranger Things are ever going to like play off of Creep Show 2 or Silver Bullet, but you know, I don't know, maybe. I, in In atmosphere, Silver Bullet. Especially like coming because I hadn't seen haven't seen that movie in years and watching it I was like oh man this movie captures atmosphere like nobody like it, it's it, it's one of its strengths I would say mm-hmm. yeah I think like the fact that the kids are not helpless in Silver mm-hmm. Bullet like that's something that obviously Stranger Things has done yeah. quite well I can't <laughs> wait to talk about that movie I'm yeah excited about that one. I mean, I'm excited to talk about both of these movies. For sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to start off with Creepshow 2, a movie that I I I like quite a bit. Um, Creepshow 1 is good, but I kind of like Creepshow 2 slightly more. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't think the stories are as strong, but I do like that Like they've ditched the comics aesthetic a little bit or not like totally digit but like it's toned down from the first film where the first film had like effects to the point where it was just jarring and i'm just like ah. creep show 2 they have the intro where it goes from live action to comic style and that's mostly it like there's not a whole lot of like comics-esque uh kind of style to it which i think kind of helps when rewatching it because it's it's not as distracting with me rewatching creep show one i'm always like oh my gosh these effects were <laughs> not that good uh, although i would argue the stories in creep show one are stronger than two but still pretty good nonetheless um but what is creep show two even about the second horror anthology presents more eerie tales based on stephen king's stories one episode finds a cigar store Native American statue coming to life to avenge the death of the shop owner and his wife. Another features a group of teens menaced by a blob-like creature. And the final installment follows, follows a wealthy and callous woman who hits a hitchhiker with her car and decides to flee the scene. But the victim isn't inclined to remain dead. I love how like, that is a synopsis for like three stories in this, you know pulled it off quite well whoever wrote that synopsis good job yeah very very to the point but it doesn't give too much away which is good yeah 
Uh, when was the first time we watched Creepshow 2? Uh, some point in the 90s for me. I think I watched Creepshow 1 and 2 very closely to each other. Um, and yeah, these these movies were... Yeah, because I, yeah, I think I watched these and Cat's Eye roughly around the same time. Okay. So yeah, some point in the early 90s. Yeah, I think I'm around the same. I watched this in the 90s. Um, it was just like during the time when you would go to the video store and just pick out something and you didn't know what it was. You just saw the cool cover and you're like, well, that looks awesome. Uh, nowadays, I don't think that really, uh, resonates as much. Nowadays, people will just go on IMDb or Letterboxd or whatever and figure out how good the movie is from that. But, mm -hmm. you know, back in the nineties, you didn't have that. So you would literally just look at the cover and be like. Well, this has a creepy dude in a movie theater, and it's the second movie, so it must be good if they made a first one. And yeah, that was pretty much your criteria for movies back in the 90s there. Um, <laughs> but it ended up uh, creeping me out quite a bit. I think in particular the, um, the, the first segment and the last one. The second one still to this day doesn't really creep me out that much. Um, but the first, well, the first one and the third one definitely creep me out even to this day. Uh, in particular with the third one, it's just the fact that like the guy just doesn't die. Yeah. I don't know. Something about that just still weirds me out. But. I always had questions with the third one though. Like not, not that I necessarily needed to be answered in the thing, but it, in the, uh, movie itself but i was always like was he dead was he like a dead ghost guy before he got hit and this is him like taking out his revenge on people who hit and run on the highways because like stephen king's little character said it happens all the time so maybe this is like his ploy to get back at those guys or maybe he something happened when he got hit and anyways i love it because my brain just goes into all these theories about what is actually going on and happening and making it paranormal and things like that but yeah. Yeah. Like like most uh movies from before the nineties, I watched this for the podcast for the first time. So like last week. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um we've got a couple emails here. Uh I was looking at the one for Silver Bullet. Uh Luke says, I can't be the only one who thinks Creep Show Two is better than the original. Uh you're not, because I think so too. But what do you think, a... Steve? Oh no, I still like the first one more. Um, it just the, the stories just are. Besides the raft, the raft is like an all-time favorite for sure. But um, I don't know. Just I I really love the stories in the first one. I love Romero's um, approach to the whole thing. Um, just, yeah, I I just like when I. Besides Chief Wooden, like just like certain shots of Chief Woodenhead and the raft itself, those are the only things that I really go back to on Creep Show Two. But with Creep Show One, like I, I, there's something from every story that I pull. I mean, Todd Madkins is in it. I, there's just a lot going for the first movie that I really love. Um, yeah, maybe I'm biased in that sense because of the Romero thing. I, I feel like I kind of agree. I, I am someone though who focuses way more on. Um, how good a story is um, and because the first movie just kind of the, the individual stories felt like they were a little more nice neat wrap packages and, and this one in Creepshow 2 they're a little more 
I don't know, open-ended almost, or, or like, mm. they don't have quite the, you know, Act 1, Act 2, Act 3 denouement that happens. Um, I, I think I just prefer the first one. And it, it was still, it still had a bunch of, like, goofiness, like, aliens coming from outer space and mm-hmm. people yeah. being baked into birthday cakes and things like that, you know? So I, I definitely have a, a little bit of bias towards that, too. So I, th- I think Creepshow 1 is still a little bit better for me, but I, I can understand at the same time why, why people like creep show too as well yeah or or prefer it sometimes also too creep show one has like my all-time favorite of all the well bits i guess the anthology bits but the the something to tide you over the one less than you yes i'm like that one's my all-time favorite so it's i i think it it transcends even that movie just Mm -hmm. that story of uh, you know, the husband getting revenge on the cheating wife by burying her and her lover up to their necks in the water. Like, it's just such a crazy-ass story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say Creepshow 1's got the better story, but I do think, like, for me at least personally, like, rewatching Creepshow 1, it the, the sort of comic effects, some of them use it more than others. Like, I know the... Um, birthday or father's day one uses it quite a mm-hmm. bit it's just like oh my gosh that's an age well i mean that's since i think creep show 2 ages slightly better because those effects aren't there so you're just getting like your standard story and whatnot um yeah mm-hmm. but yeah it's t- they they both have things that i think the other one does slightly better in some regards so i don't know it's not a, a real clear-cut answer the real mm-hmm. answer is watch both because you should be. Um, yes. And then watch the show that's on Shudder because that's also really good too. Yeah, the the bookends where it's like the the live action creep played by Tom Savini and like the the cartoon kid going through. I thought I definitely thought those were a little better done in this one, and I liked that mm-hmm. it was just like a a tiny little background plot that kind of went on throughout the movie too. Although, was, cool. was it just me or did the kid like? The live action version of the kid and the animated version didn't seem to gel. Like I don't know. I'm no. Like, I'm like, the kid <laughs> no. looks t- totally different than the live action version, but whatever. I guess they ran out of budget to make him look authentic. So. Well, they certainly <laughs> ran out of budget. I mean, just looking at that, uh, just looking at that, the animation, I was like, Ey. <laughs> All right. Uh, George says, "What's your favorite story?" raft i'll go with the hitchhiker personally i really love the raft i i I mean i love the gore effects on the hitchhiker in the last moments and stuff but i just i really dig the raft even though it has my dumb decision in it but (laughs) it's um, got a lot of dumb decisions it's got so many dumb decisions in it but i don't know i just I really loved the short story and I think that they did it justice, especially for just having like bubbly garbage bags be the the actual substance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I agree with the rap just because it, it seemed like it, it wrapped itself up pretty well. It was mm-hmm. it was a pretty simple plot. Um it didn't need too much extra it, like it was just four characters basically stuck yeah. on in the middle of a raft. Uh and it was it was pretty well done. Um, and I did read, I haven't read the short story itself that it's based off of, but I did read about um, the, how one character ends up uh, dying. And it's, in my opinion, it's quite disturbing. And I mm-hmm. definitely recommend if you liked The Wrath, go and read the short story because yeah. 
uh, it definitely sounds a little creepier than what was in Creepshow 2. But what's in Creepshow 2 is still, in my opinion, pretty creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I really, really like the ending of it. He's like, I beat you. And then it just rises out of the water. And I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. It's still cool. Yeah. Yeah. The wave. <laughs> yeah. It's just so much fun. Uh, I also do like the Old Chief Woodenhead one, too. Um, there's just some pretty cool effects in that. Like, when the one guy gets, like, three arrows shot in him while he's sitting down in his chair or whatever. Like, there's some cool parts to that one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We have best line in the movie. Where we oh, one of, one of my favorites was the Stephen King one after he's, uh, I think it's when he's like lighting the flare to go and see what the dead guy is on the side mm-hmm. of the road. And he says, what do you think's happening? A guy got creamed. That's what happened. Happens all yeah. the time. Yeah, I that like that good. line too. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I think uh, I think I wrote that as one of my favorites too. Yeah. There's one uh, line. This hair is gonna get me paid and laid. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like uh, the hitchhiker. Thanks for the ride, lady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. And and in the raft one, one of them says in the car on their drive to the lake, "I feel the need, the need for weed." Yeah, <laughs> that guy's lines are ridiculous. Yeah. Every single line, especially like when when shit's happening. Like, why are you smiling, man? Yeah, he's like making out with his girlfriend or whatever, like on the raft. I I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me, but teenagers, <laughs> teenagers. <laughs> I also, it's just a, a really disturbing line, but when um, Rachel's getting, like, eaten by the oil slick, she's going, help, it hurts. Oh, yeah. Like, that was, I had a good laugh at that one. It was pretty bad. But... <laughs> uh, best uh, performance. Ugh, there's not a lot of great performance. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, maybe Tom Savini as the creep. <laughs> yeah, that that's what I put down because I really couldn't think of another character that super stood out to me, and he's he seemed pretty creepy. Or um, Holt McCallany, just just because he's gorgeous, <laughs> like, and and I mean cultural appropriation. He's playing a native, he's playing an indigenous character. Yeah, Sam White Moon. But <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, man, this guy is like angel like. Yeah, and he's big nowadays because he was in Mindhunter. He works a lot with Dave Fincher, Fight Club. He was in that too. He he's the he was the like Brass's right hand guy in CSI until I believe they killed his character in like season seven or eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would probably. I actually really like George Kennedy who played. Um, the old man. Oh, yeah, the old man. Yeah, uh, I mean, he does his job well because it's supposed to be like the sweetly sentimental thing. Exactly. And then he just gets fucking murdered. Him and his wife get murdered by the these three pieces of shit. Well, I mean, essentially they all get just murdered by his uh, Sam White Moon, right? Yeah. But, but uh, I, I did 
feel personally like in the short amount of time I gained a little, I gained enough sympathy for him. I was like, I felt bad sure. when they got murdered. So I, I chalked that up to George Kennedy's skills, you know, making me sympathize with these, these people before they get uh, shot up. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, uh, best kill. Um, hmm. I also liked the arrows through the body while the guy was watching TV. That was pretty funny. That's I what like, I um, I liked um, um, the second girl, the one that he feels up. Oh yeah. <laughs> because I like that they go back for the shot where she's skeletal. Yeah, that was rising up out of the water. I thought that was really freaking cool. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with that one. Also, or, I... or what's his name getting pulled right through the raft? Oh yeah, that was pretty nasty. And the leg popping up and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if it counts because I don't know if the hitchhiker actually died at the end of the story, but him getting run over again and again <laughs> Into and the again. Tree. Yeah, that that was kind of comical. I kind of like that too. <laughs> yeah. This is kind of like cool too that like despite all of her efforts, it's still futile. Like there's no way you're gonna beat this guy. Yeah. I I was a little disappointed that we didn't really get to see the lady's death, but yeah. I wanted the the woman that was driving the car, like years later she's getting married and there's like does so anyone object to this wedding? Speak now or forever, hold your peace and like, <gasps> goes in, he's like <laughs> Okay, that would be kind of amazing though. <laughs> long, playing the long game there. Yeah. Right. <sighs> okay. Uh, we've got dumbest decision. Why is he feeling her up on the raft? Because <laughs> he wants to get laid. I don't. Well, yeah. no, but he was not that guy, though. Like, why did they change his character motivate like his character so drastically in one moment? I don't understand it. Yeah. Because isn't he supposed to be like the good guy, kind of? Kind of. And and like, he's breaking the one rule that he specifically mentioned, which is only step on the the yeah. slats of the wood. And he's yeah. just lying her down across it. Like he should have known what was gonna fucking happen. Yeah, absolutely. Like he yeah, he killed her. Yeah. Basically. Just to feel her up is what he, like Yeah, that's the dumb decision for me. <laughs> Uh, my only other dumb decision, other than that one specifically, because I also had that written down, um, is distracted driving. Don't yeah. maybe maybe don't do just the whole distracted driving thing and hit a hitchhiker. Yeah. No, and she was she was just it, just asking for it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know she's just just erratic and like what is up with your fucking monologue? <laughs> like yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Just full. She's already full on talking to herself, crazy mode before she even drops the cigarette that starts it all. But yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are we thinking for a score? I'm gonna give it a seven and a half out of out of ten. I I, I do enjoy it. I like the stories a lot. The janky and transitionals do not keep me on board at all. Like all little Billy or whatever the hell. All of that stuff does not work for me. Um, and yeah, I, I the hitchhiker just feels 
a little long in the tooth in parts. Mm -hmm. um, the payoff's really great, though, so mm -hmm. I, I can't completely slam it. But yeah, yeah, seven and a half out of ten for me. Nice. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the seven. Um, I like anthology movies a lot, so I didn't mind the the little bits in between with Billy and the the creep, even though the animation wasn't fantastic. Um, I kind of liked like the stories within a story kind of thing. Um, but at the end of the day, the stories themselves they were just all right for for in my opinion. Um, almost felt like they were kind of missing something that wrapped them all up nice and neat and tidy, but. Um, other than that, it's still a fun movie, uh, and I still love, yeah, the, the anthology uh, format of it, essentially. So I'm going to go with a seven. Yeah. Like Taylor, I'm such a sucker for anthology films. Uh, I think when they're done well, uh, you can get, like, a nice little, like, kind of stories with some through lines. This one, like, I don't know, I think the through lines with between them are not, like, super solid. Like, I don't know, there's not too many, like, themes or anything that kind of, like, bring them all together but that's okay i think there's still just kind of like fun pulpy little stories to tell um i think they've got value in and of themselves which make it kind of uh better than most so i'd give it a seven as well out of ten i i don't know i in some ways i still prefer creep show one but in some ways i prefer group show two but again the answer is, is you should watch both of them because they're both pretty good so and we, I think we need Tom Savini acting more in heavy makeup because it's so much fun when he does mm -hmm. it. Have you seen those t-shirts? I, I guess somebody said it on Twitter and these t-shirts have been made. It's a Tom Savini made me gay. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen it on Twitter and I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, because a guy, uh, a guy was like seeing Tom Savini. Well, maybe it was like from a dust till dawn or something like that. But seeing mm -hmm. Tom Savini in a movie was my gay awakening where I knew I was gay. Interesting. Yeah. That's, I mean, everybody has their, their, their trigger person. Right. So I was like, well, that's, a, that's a really good one. That, yeah. That... Tom, Tom Savini's a very niche tr trigger person though for that. Absolutely. <laughs> well, the man's still like built like a brick shit house. Like he can fucking, True. he can fold a fat frying pan if you wanted to probably. But, um, yeah, I mean, for one of the masters of horror, to be to be like your sexual awakening that's uh that's a pretty good claim to fame i think yeah mm -hmm. it's not too bad you could do worse that's yeah right <laughs> I feel like gilbert Gottfried is my sexual awakening yeah hey some people you never some know people they heard that they heard that voice and they were like this does it donald j trump <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> oh fuck all right now we've jumped the shark <laughs> <laughs> all right Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Steeple Dead. I'm also on Letterboxd under the same. Uh, you can find me on my website at stevesdubbing.ca. And I'm on The Shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursdays at 11 p.m. Pacific. I was just reminded by my friend Mark that uh, I've been doing that show now for two years with Shane. Because uh, was, it was Drex before. So yeah, I've been going on strong on that one for a long time. That's that's very nice. cool. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, when I'm on the internet, I'm normally on Twitch or Instagram under the username Techronomicon. 
Uh, I have a blog that sometimes I update when I'm doing anything else big online, uh, circeanic.home.blog. And I update my letterbox scores for the movies we cover on the podcast uh, under the username Circeanic. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm over at threeingrinners.com. Also, periodically showing up on radio. Uh, I'll be on the Mike Smith show this Monday at 11, nice. 11.35 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, I'm also on Letterbox, Fatal Koala, where you can see such great reviews like my Thor Love and Thunder review or Minions, The Rise of Gru, which may just be the worst movie of the year. But <laughs> Shocking. I know, right? I saw someone I follow on Letterboxd gave Minions five stars, and I know them like in person of here regular. So the next time I see them, I'm going to be like, why did you give Rise of Gru five stars? Like, I have so many questions. Yeah, that ain't <laughs> for right. The, for the meme, maybe? Because the only people I've seen enjoying the experience of Minions are the people who are showing up either full-on dressed as Minions or all those dudes that showed up in suits. Uh, yeah. I It was some... I think it was some sort of TikTok trend where everyone was yeah. like, yeah, why let's are they go getting see Minions banned, and Suits. Why, why are people banning them? Like, why are people saying that you can't show up in a suit? Why are theaters getting all reclamped about it? Like, I, I don't understand that. Like, whatever. It's kind of a stupid trend for the people to show up in suits to, but whatever. It's, it doesn't seem dangerous. But then people, like, theaters are like, they're not allowed to do that. Like, why? Uh, I, don't, I don't understand. I, I only heard of one instance where things just got really rowdy and then they got kicked out or something, but I, I don't know. They're, they're so quick to pull the trigger on just being like, nope, none of this. No, it's I'm, just a bit of fun. I'm pretty sure it's because the theater managers at one point had a scar, like a fear-inducing experience with Minions and they were like, no more Minions. <laughs> yeah. They just really hate the people that go to see Minions because they don't want to sell any tickets for it. I... Yeah. I went to go see the movie Landmark and um, there was like a bunch of kids and they were all watching the movie. And here I am like one adult male sitting by myself and I never felt more comfortable in my entire life than I did in a <laughs> theater full of kids watching Minions Rise of Gru. So. Mm, that was kind of my experience with, uh, I saw Lightyear the other day. Oh yeah. Um, and there was some kids in the theater, but it wasn't too bad. There was also a decent amount of adults, so I didn't feel too weird about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm I dug like, it. I swear I'm not here for your kids. I'm here for Minions Rise of the <laughs> Um, But yeah, I have not seen Lightyear, but I've had pretty much the entire movie spoiled for me. So I'll probably, watch, I'll probably watch it when it goes to Disney+. Plus. Probably. It's, it's still... I mean... Lightyear is not necessarily a movie you watch for the plot, so even if you're spoiled, I would say it's still a, an enjoyable watch, even mm -hmm. if you know what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 like the visuals, um, uh, in my opinion, and this and the nostalgia because yeah. I'm a Toy Story kid through and through, um, yeah, especially Buzz gorgeous. Lightyear. I I have uh, two little Buzz figures on my desk right now, so uh, <laughs> I I enjoyed that movie. Amazing. Okay. Uh, well, until next time when we are talking about Silver Bullet, bye for now.